Welcome to the Coach for Tutors podcast, where we grow your tutoring business with each episode. My name is Michael Gibbon, the founder of the Coach for Tutors podcast and Coach for Tutors. Today, we are going to be going through top five tips to build your successful tutoring team. This is a follow-up to episode 23, where we talked about some of those tips for hiring your dream tutor. And now we're going to be going into the next steps of building up the team. I just want to tell everyone a little bit about my own journey with building a successful tutoring team. It was not easy. It was a very arduous path at first and learned a lot of lessons. I know when I started hiring tutors for my company, I was in such a hurry to make sure that they were hired and I had tutors ready for students. And I remember being so concerned about all the tiny nuances that I was wanting my tutors to become carbon copies of myself. I know I'm doing a great job with the business and it's growing. So therefore, I want my tutors to bring that same energy. I was micromanaging people and it created a negative environment for my first set of tutors that worked for me. Some of those tutors stayed, but a lot of them left after a short period of time. And that definitely was a time to look inward. And, and think, okay, well, what is going wrong if tutors are leaving? If it's an ongoing issue with tutors, maybe there's something more to it. So that's where I really had to dig deep and, and do an assessment of myself and what I was doing correct and what needed to be pivoted to ensure business success and have a team that would not just be brought on, but would stay and be excited to stay for the long haul. I want to share with all of you my top five tips to build your successful tutoring team because after that audit and really going through it and working through those different steps, I hired my t- a tutoring team where many of the tutors stayed for years and it was a wonderful experience. Still had the occasional tutor leave very early on, but overall, it was a really solid experience. Once I got my own mindset corrected, I was able to then focus on really building a team. The first step of the top five tips, two-way communication. I feel that's so important when building a team of tutors is be able to leave an open door policy, make yourself available, be one who can listen to what a tutor needs because a tutor might come to you with different concerns or needs or issues And being available for a tutor is so important. It shows support. It shows trust. It shows really giving. If the tutor's more at ease, then they're going to want to share the good, the bad, the ugly. And your business can continue to grow as you make pivots or continue to develop certain areas. I feel two-way communications is so important. And it's vital to building a nurturing relationship with your tutors and growing from there because I think there is a misconception and I know I had this conception when I started with tutors even though interestingly enough I was still micromanaging on the day-to-day mundane pieces but in terms of hiring tutors I remember when I first thought about it oh I can make all this extra income passive income I bring a tutor on board I match them up with a student off they go into the sunset yeah and that's not reality at all it is for some organizations but if you're going to have a strong long-term retention rate and you're going to have a team of very loyal tutors and pleased customers, 
the mindset needs to shift. It's not a passive income model. It is an expansion model that can lead to additional income for you. The second one is really that active listening and proactive guidance. Think about when you really need to be listened to. Some of the stronger listeners are ones who tune out the mouth, tune in the ears, and just focus intently and listening to what this tutor has to say and putting on a non-judgmental tone and really focusing on what this tutor is looking for. But, and they might just be wanting somebody to talk to about a concern they're having. They might just have you be a soundboard for them. They might ask you for guidance. I found this from experience. If there's a problem or a concern or something and the tutor's coming to me, I got to be the fixer. And that's not necessarily the case. Because if the tutor comes to you and is really wanting to listen to what you have to say about something, that's one thing. But if they're sharing with you something and they're really opening up their heart to you about something that's really concerning or something they need to address with you, and if you come in with that instant solution, well, that, that quiets them down. And I found from experience that creates a wall. Best of intentions, but it creates a wall. What I found worked best is to just listen. Again, eye contact, very focused on what they're saying. Pick out the nuggets of specific things they're saying. Then my question is usually, well, how, how can we work together to solve this? Or what do you think about how we can, how we can go forward? Or what do you think would be the best course of action and then provide some proactive guidance from there where you can then share with tutors well these are some things for next time that would that can help with that what do you think it's keeping that two-way communication it's keeping the active listening and it's showing your tutor that wow they don't just want to give a quick solution they really want to hear me out i had a tutor that was going to was going to quit she was very upset about it. She was moving to a different city. She was really torn up about it because she really loved working with the students. And we had a really good working relationship too for over a year and she was leaving. And we worked out a solution where she could continue for a while longer. I said, well, what could we do instead of in person? Maybe the family would be open to online tutoring. So you can continue with these families and continue to do the amazing things that you do. What do you think? We, we tried online. And we, we pivoted our model and that worked versus if I had said, oh, well, you're moving well. Oh, oh, don't feel bad about it. It's okay. All the best, all the best and continued success in your endeavors. If I had just closed the door at that, that would have closed the door. But giving an option, listening, it opened another potential solution. So again, those are very important. Number three is rewarding your successful tutors. And it's something majority of us. <laughs> love to receive a reward, some sort of positive reinforcement, some sort of positive feedback, something given back is always lovely. And it doesn't have to be monetary. I think that building a successful team, monetary can be a reward to give a raise to a tutor and having a dialogue with them about that is wonderful. But think of other ways you can reward your successful tutors. You can provide them more students providing them a handwritten card, acknowledging them in your newsletter or in your Facebook group or something like that, or on an Instagram story as well, having a sit down meeting. There's a couple over the years that took on a number of students. They consistently shone with their students. We had a great working chemistry and I asked them about a year or two down the line, where do you see yourself? 
we have been working together for about a year. And they said, well, you know, I don't know, Michael, what do you have in mind? And I said, I am currently looking for a lead mentor tutor. And these are the things we would do as a lead mentor tutor. What are your thoughts? And again, flipping it back to them. And they received that position. New opportunities blossom from that. But it's encouraging the growth of your tutors. And a raise is a wonderful option, but I would be very careful to say, don't give a raise just to satisfy, just to pacify any potential concerns you have. You want to make sure that first of all, they have earned that raise, but also that you're giving that raise with the best of intentions and not out of a fear that they're going to quit. You sense they're unhappy. So you want to just quickly pacify and give them a raise. So that's something to just be careful with. I know for myself, when I first started giving raises, I was kind of in that latter category where I was concerned about a couple tutors potentially leaving. And I thought, oh, I can give them a raise. Well, they left anyways when they were going to leave. Nurture more than just providing the monetary gain. Although a monetary gain, when earned, is definitely always a lovely surprise as well. Number four is reflect on struggling tutors. And this is something that all of us who hire tutors and ourselves sometimes struggle with tutoring. And I know when I started, I was not good and I struggled with how to reflect on struggling tutors because I know initially I would panic if I heard a family say, sorry, this is just not the right fit for us, Michael. We really like so-and-so as a person, but they're not the right fit for our family. Or if a tutor was having some difficulty late a couple times, I would go into, oh no, oh no, oh no, what am I going to do? It is about me, but it's not about me. Let's think about how can we help this tutor to succeed? First of all, how can we satisfy this family? But at the same time, how can we help a struggling tutor? And that was a pivot that took time for me. And I jumped in later with my tutoring team. I really was continuing to develop the skills. And really, reflecting on struggling tutors is as simple as, hey, I just want to check and see how you're doing. We got this feedback. And I would love to just sit down and talk with you about it. I'd love to hear your feedback on this because I know you have a lot of wonderful attributes you bring. How can we bring them out more? Or maybe you are already bringing them out to the best of your abilities. Maybe this particular family wasn't the right fit. What were your thoughts on this family? And then try to find another family for that tutor. If you feel that tutor is a rock star and maybe just was not the right fit for that family, it happens. A couple of things that I was doing proactively is I was doing personality assessments to see who would be a good fit for whom. I started doing those, which was helpful. I received less of the, we like so-and-so, but conversations through that, which I think that was wonderful. And just taking the time to just listen to what your tutors have to say. I know I did this one time at the very start, and I feel really bad now that I did this, but it was a live and learn, where I just said to a tutor, the family's not happy with how things are going, and this is not acceptable. And really, it was a minor concern. And the tutor was like, okay, fine, I give him a two-weeks notice. I blew that way beyond what it needed to be. Assess if there's a struggling tutor, how can we adapt and build that tutor, place that tutor with the right family for them and a better fit all around. If they're late sometimes or maybe the material's not up to par, how can we navigate that? It's just thinking of that wheelhouse of soft skills, how to navigate. Going with that, number five is know when to endure and when to let go. It's okay to champion your tutors. It is wonderful to give back to them. You want to nurture a team so that they will become leaders in your community and they will become leaders of your brand. People will talk about them in amazing ways and that's all great. It'll reflect so wonderfully on you too. 
to remember though, if there's a tutor that's struggling, of course, give your all if you feel that this is somebody that you know is going to be a great fit for your company and you know they have the potential, you get in there and you do your best that you can do. But the tutor needs to be open to it as well. And when to let go, it was hard for me. I did have to fire a few tutors over the years. It's never, ever easy. You don't feel good no matter how much it alleviates the stress of having to, having to deal with a difficult tutor. It's never easy though. For myself, I had to let tutors go that were habitually absent or did not bring materials to lessons and were late to lessons. I had a tutor that no-showed a couple times and I had to let them go. I'd given them a written warning, a verbal discussion. We talked about ways to pivot it. They couldn't course correct and I let them go. And the stress was off at that point because it was like, okay, you know what? I've now nipped it in the bud. Now I got to move forward because the company needs to be thought of first and the clients and satisfying the clients and also making sure the other tutors are being built and those who are investing in it are the ones I want to help. I want to, again, reiterate those five points. Two-way communication, active listening and proactive guidance, rewarding successful tutors, reflecting on struggling tutors, and knowing when to endure and when to let go are top five tips to build your successful tutoring team and have them prosper and flourish. Thank you so much again for listening to the Coach for Tutors podcast. As always, everyone, make it a great day. 